Hey, welcome back. We hope you enjoy listening to part two of this episode. All right, so now what we did was Dave went through and pulled a bunch of ADC TV shows that we all watched and loved, and we kind of put them into separate categories, and it was crazy how many shows we thought were in the 80s that were actually the 90s. So if we missed a show on here, you can let us know, but it was probably because it didn't start until the early 90s. We'll just kind of pick a little bit from each category. So let's start with game shows. So in the 80s, I mean, we grew up on game shows, right? We all knew what they were. What about you, Dave? What were some of your favorites that you enjoyed watching? All right. So everyone here except for Justin knows that I lived like a block and a half away from our elementary school. And so every day for lunch, I would walk home and watch Price is Right. And I stinking love that show, man. I still know all the 80s prices for like grocery items and like how much a car was back in 87 or whatever. Like it totally messes up my like ability to, to price things nowadays. But yeah, Bob Barker, man, some of those games. I went back and watched a bit of an episode just for fun. And there was a guy that made it to the showcase showdown and he bid $250,000. And Bob was like, uh, are you sure about that? <laughs> and like the audience was booing. It was so funny. And he was like, he didn't get why, what was wrong. And so he finally came back and said, all right, uh, 65,000. And I think this was eighties. It might've been nineties, but he, he dropped it down to 65,000. And so the lady that was his, the other contestant was like $1 Bob. Like it was his classic. Perfect. Like he was over by like $40,000 or something like that. It was so funny. I love that show. And Bob Barker was great. When you're home from school, we all watched Price is Right, eating some, you know, oatmeal or cereal or something. We were sick on the couch and watching Price is Right because there was nothing else on. So Bob Heck Barker. Yeah, yelling out $1 and yep, yep. yep guessing the prices. And... Price is Right with there Bob Barker just always reminded me of, you know, helping to control the pet population because he just always <laughs> yeah. said that over and over again. <laughs> It was such a big deal. I never understood it. Uh, so funny. Go ahead. I heard actually that Drew Carey hosts it now. And part of his agreement, Bob Barker said he could only host the show if he promised to continue to have that message of remember to spay and neuter your pets at the end. Wow. And, and he still, I haven't watched that show in forever, but I guess he still does that. That's crazy. That's so funny. I wonder if the skinny mic thing was a requirement too. Remember that skinny <laughs> mic? <laughs> Press your luck, just the whammies. I make that reference. We're doing something in school, and I'm like, no whammies, no whammies. And kids just look at me like I'm crazy. They don't know what I'm talking about at all. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's like my brother and I, we used to watch that show, and that, that was yeah. a fun one. We just, we just watched it for the whammies. I don't even know what the purpose of the show was. Yeah. yeah. And we wanted them to get whammies so we could see the little cartoon whammies go across the screen. Andrew, it's funny you say that because I think that's cool. Dave and I were going through this list. I said the same exact thing. I said, you know, a lot of people don't remember the show. And most people will. But a lot of people don't, like you, I don't remember what it was about. I just remember the lights going around the big old square uh -huh. or whatever. Yeah. And, but I, I told him, I said, you know, I said, a lot of people still reference the phrase, no whammies, no whammies. Oh, yeah. And they don't realize that's what it's from. It's yeah. my go-to for, like, people that are slightly older than me. Like if we're both like, especially at work, you know, we're waiting for something to load. I go big money, no whammies. And I always get some like every time they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's classic. Yeah. I do it at my job. I'm on the phone with customers and I have to do a credit check um, to see if they have a deposit or not. Yeah. And yeah. People that age, I'll do 
table. Like, all right, so now we're gonna wait to find out if you have a deposit or not. No, and then we're just sitting there waiting. It's like an awkward dead silence. <laughs> yes. I'm like, all right, no whammy, no whammy. And I'll kind of say it to myself though, and they'll like giggle in the background, I'm like, okay, you got it. It's perfect. Yeah, no whammies, no whammies. Stop. Yep. What about you, Justin? Yeah, loved game shows. I think the one that sticks out to me most from the 80s is Double Dare on Nickelodeon. That was like my dream as a child was somehow, can I get on that show? Can I get like in the slime and do the physical challenge and or even like family double dare when that came around, like my family and I had conversations, <laughs> like there was more than four of us. So it's like, who gets to go? If we ever get on that show, which of us get to be on? And it was such a big <laughs> deal to watch double dare and, and Mark Summers. And it just looked like so much fun, even if you didn't win, just to be able to do some of those physical challenges. That's my, one of my, I, to this day, I don't know why that show is still not on. They could still be running that back. It's great. Heck yeah. So good. I heard that Mark Summers had OCD, so he was like a a clean, neat freak. And so that slime must have been pretty challenging for him to deal with, I bet. I also heard that Dana Carvey was considered to host that show originally, but he turned it down. Wow. That was on IMDb, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Funny enough, Justin, I've actually been to Double Dare when we went and did the Universal Studios tour way back in the day when I was a kid. Now, it wasn't airing at the time, but they just took us on the little set, which was pretty awesome. They did slime somebody. So they see the kids get slimed on Nickelodeon, you know, yes. you know those obstacle courses. You always, you know, we did this. We go make our own in the living room or in the backyard right. going obstacle courses. And we didn't have slime. Parents wouldn't let us get slimes. So we had to like dump water on each other or something. But brothers and I would do that, you know, double dare and stuff. Just thought it'd be a oh, fun so show good. to get on. For sure. So, I always wanted to be on the show. Is that just me or were the 80s like, were they more into slime than, than any other decade ever, I think? Oh, well, definitely. Yeah. Like... Especially, especially Nickelodeon, right? They just slime yeah. everybody in every show. <laughs> every show just... had slime. Just... <laughs> that, Ninja Turtles, that was... that's how we got Ninja Turtles. So thankfully oh, yeah. they had slime, you know? For me, though, we did an episode early on about 80s cartoons, and we kind of talked a little bit about how once the cartoons were over, it led straight into American Gladiators on Saturday afternoon, right? Man, that was my show. I loved American Gladiators. I mean, you had Thunder and and Taser and Laser and whatever all their names were. (laughs) Phaser and... (laughs) Um, uh, Did you say Blazer? Yeah from dodgeball but um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah man i just loved it my favorite event though was assault the one that had the big cannon tennis ball thing that projected uh very fast tennis balls at you while you had to try to shoot the the big bullseye right behind them that was my favorite i don't know why but i absolutely loved that on american gladiators and then dave you remember we had that little tv room and then we had the little french doors going to the living room where we would like totally flip over the couches and the chairs and everything and grab a bunch of socks and we would use socks as the tennis balls man and we would, we just made it so fun man life was so easy back in the days i loved it ben what about you it's so funny because all of you guys saying different things just brought up so many different memories first of all i want to say before i move on just how american gladiators just makes me always think of how that turned into our nickname uh teasing in our family yeah. like uh... like there was, I think Lace was probably the worst one that always lost. 
She was so bad. And so Dave was always Delace, you know, and I think I was like Baturbo or something like that. And he's like, no, you're Belace. You know, just yeah. as little kids, like we would just <laughs> insult each other with, our, I don't know, our first letter of our name, plus whatever contestant on the show we thought stunk or whatever. You know? Yeah. And the worst part was my brother, Dan, started with D also. And so when I would have like try to get him, I'm like, you're Delace. And he's like why are you calling yourself lace? Like it didn't work. It was always, it was always me. I hated it, but it was funny. <laughs> Real quick. Just wanted to look up some of the names for American gladiators. You got zap lace nitro. Yeah. Ice nitro. Yeah. Yeah. Siren Titan Gemini <laughs> laser thunder turbo wolf. Just to name a few blaze was actually blaze was one. Hey, what are you there's doing? blaze. It's not blazer. That's totally right, different. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally different guy. <laughs> One other quick thing, a fun fact about American Gladiators that I just made up. Originally, it was going to be called Midwest Roid Fest. I don't know if you guys heard that, but that was just, I don't know if that's going to stay in. All right. As far as just like another show that really stood out to me was Hollywood Squares. As a kid, I just thought the people they had on the show were hilarious and it was just yep. kind of fun. It seemed like Bobcat did it like a bunch of times, right? Yeah. I feel okay. like some of those that that level of actor, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was always excited when I saw some, you know, people that I knew that I remembered from some movie I liked or something like that. Yep. Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That was another one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Just to finish out this category, one thing that I think is kind of amazing that we should probably acknowledge is Wheel of Fortune with Pat Sajak and Vanna White still being on it, never having missed an episode or whatever amazing that they've been doing it for yeah. so long yeah no it's crazy you're right so our <laughs> next category is tgif this was tricky you guys because you know john and i that was our friday night man it was tgif then we rewatched back to the future for the billionth time or team wolf or something like that but we watched tgif every friday and going into the 90s it was great but you know we're sticking to 80s this time this is the we'll do a 90s episode later so from the 80s, there were only a few shows. It was Perfect Strangers, Full House, and Family Matters. So any comments, thoughts about those shows, you guys? There, there might have been others, but those are like the big ones that stood out for the 80s. I thought it was funny how, was it Family Matters that had Urkel? And, yep. yeah. and he wasn't intended necessarily to be such a big like recurring star in the show, but it just hit off and they never looked back, I guess, because that was like the one character that stood out to me in, in the end of the show where... It's just That's crazy to me. Yeah, that is funny for sure. Andrew, what are your thoughts? Perfect Strangers was our favorite. My brother is a big Chicago guy for whatever reason. So I think that's kind of why <laughs> he liked it. That show was funny. One episode I always remember sticks out is about sports and Balky. Remember Balky? He was from this country. I can't remember some made up country, but all these yeah. you know weird traditions, whatever. But we found uh, Larry, the other guy's roommate, were making bets and he just you know, picked it up. It was like, oh, filled it out for him. He turned it in the old one. Just go, oh, yeah. Well, he's just like, oh yeah, a bear would a bear would you know eat a ram, so the bears would win, right? So you know, it's kind of like that. That's one. I don't know for whatever reason that one I always remember. Maybe it's the sports tie-in. I don't know, but it's like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me about you. I know you love the sport <laughs> like I do. Yeah, good old cousin Larry and Balky. I and, totally remember that episode. Now that you say it, like I remember the yeah the bets and like how we justified it and everything. That's crazy, man. That's awesome, cousin Larry. He was from the made-up island of Mypos in That's Greece. Right. 
obviously, you know, Full House was awesome. I went to San Francisco, you know, before it became a dump. I actually saw the Full House houses, which was pretty cool. Weird. I, I enjoyed Family Matters, and I, I know just kind of like Fresh Prince did in the 90s, I know it touched on some serious issues, uh, you know, sometimes as well, but I don't know why, but the episode that sticks out to me more than anything, they go to Disney World or Disneyland or whatever, and Steve Urkel turns into Stefan. And <laughs> and I remember uh, Laura didn't want him to change back, and she tries to, like, break his little machine and everything, and then she wanted to keep him as Stefan, but Stefan or kill. <laughs> Stefan. Dude, that never convinced me, man. I was like, you're still basically Steve Urkel, man. You're not super cool. I don't know. That was That was funny to me. So I found this out, and I, I probably knew it at the time, but I guess Harriet Winslow was an elevator operator in Perfect Strangers. So, like, it was a kind of a spinoff, although it's, like, such an obscure character. Do you remember it, that, Justin? Yeah. yeah, it totally was a spinoff. I, well, I think it was, like, maybe planned from the beginning, but she was just someone that would show up, and then they took it back to her whole family. But, yeah, it was a spinoff. There were a few shows that did that, it seemed like. They would spin off with one character, and I don't know if they do that really anymore, but kind of fun. A little fact for you in Full House. Well, there's one or two episodes where the Beach Boys were guest stars on Full House. Yeah. And um, I guess I guess John Stamos has really played with them before. Like He was friends with the Beach Boys. When I moved here to Houston in 97, for the 4th of July, we went to this Power of Freedom Festival, and the Beach Boys were playing. And John Stamos played the drums for him. He was stood in and played the drums. On the way. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's awesome. I guess Dave Coulier and Bob Saget were friends before the show, too. They did comedy. I guess Bob Saget's not a very clean comedian, which is very different really? from his full house and America's Funniest Videos, you know, right. role. It's kind of cheesy stuff. But um, I guess uh, Dave Coulier, like, slept on his couch um, early on in his career and and so many does it as Uncle Joey, you know, crashes at his house too. So it's kind of funny. I feel like on Full House, all the character, or not all the characters, but most of them had like a catchphrase. And this was kind of a thing back then. But Stephanie was yeah. like, no rude. Uncle Joey was cut, cut it, it out, out, right? Yeah. And Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Jesse, every time he would like kiss a girl or like later, yeah. later uh, Aunt Becky, he would go, have mercy. Right. Right. And for any of your listeners out there who are wondering if they want to try that on their significant other, I can tell you I've done some field research. And if you want your wife to laugh at you, it works really good. But uh, <laughs> it does not lead to like romantic stuff. OK, it doesn't work. So it might it might be different on your wives, but I'll just tell you mine. It did not work. She didn't think all of a sudden I was a young John Stamos. <laughs> that's awesome justin it was a long-term investment there you know it made her laugh and that's led to long longer term relationships so that's right <laughs> yes that's true that's true playing the long game <laughs> nice all right anything else from tjf guys wait real quick justin do you happen to remember how tjf the song started or whatever <laughs> Probably not. It was like, it's Friday night and nude is right. Going to have some fun, show you how it's done, TGIF. Something like that. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I have one other fun fact. So I looked this up. All three of the theme songs for Perfect Stranger, Full House, and Family Matters were written by the same guy. Wow. 
No way. Yeah. I forget his name, but it was the same guy for all three of those songs. That well, dude was they making... didn't win the bracket, so not very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, but you know, if that guy was making like residuals off every time it played, that dude was making bank. Yeah, <laughs> that's true though. Yeah. No, they're all they were all catchy for sure. He did he did a good job. So this next category, we just call it kid comedy slash other. It's kind of intended for kids for the most part. I mean, some of these might be arguably at least a little older, maybe into the teen years or something like that. But Andrew, from this list, anything that stands out to you? Yeah, Saved by the Bell. Saturday mornings, right? Everyone yes. you know, thought we were Zach Morris, wanted to be Zach Morris <laughs> growing up yep. and sing the songs, you know. Saved by the Bell was definitely the classic. Yeah, who was the wasn't Shelly Long or something like in the first couple? There was like a uh, teacher uh, or something that was like a main character and then they ditched her. Do you remember that? Yeah. The teacher, the, she was the it was the lady from Parent Trap. Yeah, Haley yeah. Haley Mills. Yeah. Haley Mills. Yeah. yeah, there you go. The win. Nice. Yeah. That. When they started the show, she was supposed to be the main character of the show, but yeah. the audience gravitated more to Zach Morris. So he became, so in the first season, it was kind of, it was even called something different with her in it. Right? But then they switched yeah. it and made it, the second season made it all, you know, a little more rad and all that kind of stuff and gravitated <laughs> more to the kids and the teacher and all that kind of thing. Nice. So, Dang, you got it down. You got the memory. Gee, was Saved by the Bell why you became a teacher, Andrew? Tell the truth. <laughs> maybe like back in the recesses in there, maybe unconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. Played a factor. Maybe, you know, maybe I always want to be Mr. Belding. You know, maybe <laughs> I got to go to that admin route now. Yeah. You know, but... <laughs> That's awesome. Here's a truth bomb for you. In fifth grade, I was at Maplewood Middle School, and I don't know how. I don't know where I got it, but I had a Zach Morris brick phone. Like a, <laughs> nice. it, it had a letter case. It didn't work. It didn't turn on, but I carried it to school with me every day. So <laughs> <laughs> who was balling in the fifth grade? I was. <laughs> um, that seems vaguely familiar, dude. I'd probably mess with that with you, I'm sure. I got yeah, no clue where it came from, but I had it. And nobody else did. <laughs> That's awesome. So what about you, Justin? So I had a sister right above me and a sister right below me. So I was kind of sandwiched between two girls. So I think a lot of my guy friends never watched this show, but I remember a lot of watching Punky Brewster, um, yep. which is probably like a girl's show. But uh, I, I don't know. It was I was young enough where I was like, yeah, sure, watch anything. But um just this weird girl. She's an orphan, but she dresses really weird. She lives with an old man in Chicago. I don't really remember a ton of it, but uh, that's, I just remember that show a lot. And and uh, it was, it was a, a family time. Like we would watch Punky Brewster. Like a lot of the show is mostly like uh, just funny, but then they'd have the very special episode every once in a while where they really have to drop something serious on you. And I think she got kidnapped once or something and just a great 80s kid show. And Justin, you know, David, I can attest when you're either sandwiched or trapped with older kids, you don't really get much say in what you get to watch. So, <laughs> yeah, being the youngest. Yeah. You don't control the remote. We'd watch Small Wonder. Yeah. It was a funny show. I don't yeah. to watch though. His dad was an inventor and made this robot to kind of help around the house. 
she'd go do the chores and cook dinner and then, you know, try to learn about human stuff, whatever, but huh. you know, way before it's time. But you remember this at all? Are you no. you're seeing it, right? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I don't remember that one just not yeah, remember that? Yeah. And she'd talk yeah. just in a monotone voice the whole time. Yeah, she's totally just a robot. It looks creepy. Yeah. That that was not a good picture. It it was normal. <laughs> it was just old. <laughs> It reminds me of that, John. Do you remember that movie? I think it was called like Chomp or something like that with the robot dog. Yeah. Uh huh. We used to watch that a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that a uh, Benji dog. Yeah. 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 Like a Benji dog. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> All right. You know, I hit up Justin about the different songs that he could sing. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to totally throw a major curveball, but there, there were some challenges in there for sure. And one that came up was Small Wonder. And I didn't remember that show from the title at all. And when I like went to look it up, yeah. and I do vaguely remember it. But what's funny is I thought that was Punky Brewster. Like <laughs> I got those shows like totally mixed up, and I was like, Punky Brewster was a robot, right? Am I remembering right? <laughs> so uh, it was kind of funny. What about you, Ben? Any shows from the kid comedy other uh, category that uh, stand out for sure? You know, there's so many that were good, and this is definitely not my favorite, but I feel like it should get highlighted just because it was so different from everything else. But um, Pee Wee's Playhouse was like ridiculously crazy. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's just so weird that what he was willing to just do to be goofy, you know? And I feel yes. like other shows sometimes took things from it you know i feel mm-hmm. like blues clues kind of took the like mailbox thing from him or something like that you know just yeah just it's funny how it inspired other people to like think outside the box of what weird stuff could be done definitely definitely ahead of its time i think that show was doing things that no one else had done before so for sure ahead of its time off the wall i'm so glad you brought it up ben like i loved that show growing up it was so weird but i loved it you know, like all the claymation things are going on, like that penny with the, like the penny eyes or whatever. Yeah. And like everything talk, the couch, the kite, the like, you know, the everything, the word of the day. Remember that? Like everyone's screaming at the word of the day. It was, it was a yeah. great time for sure. She'll freak me out. <laughs> She'll freak me out. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it had um, Lawrence Fishburne in it. He was like a cowboy guy. Do you guys remember that? Yep. He was a cowboy. Yeah, wow. and then Phil Hartman was in there too. Oh, was he really? Role he did. Yeah, they had Phil Hartman. You know, a lot of these shows they had like a, a best friend neighbor that was kind of dumb, right? And Charles in Charge had that. It was Buddy Lembeck, but apparently Buddy was in every single episode of Charles in Charge. Him and Scott Bayo were in every single episode. They were the only two actors. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting, and he was he was funny. I liked I liked him. I liked all those like best friend guys. They were goofy and it's fun. I guess the role of Charles was written for Michael J. Fox, but he declined. Good what? call, Michael. <laughs> Try- I mean, it was a great show. I love the show, but I think, uh, yeah, I don't think he needed to do that. <laughs> I think Charles to me was like in the category of show that even as I was watching it, I could kind of tell the acting wasn't very good. <laughs> The writing wasn't very good. It was just kind of like, and I was a kid and I could still tell that, but I, I didn't care. I was just like, yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Buddy Lambeck, what, 
what are him and Charles going to get into today? And, you know, but I it, that kind of along with Saved by the Bell and some of these that were just, you know, they just did it cheap and fast. And we watched it and we didn't really care about <laughs> being great quality. It was just fun. Yeah. I think Charles in Charge is what introduced me to the fact that like shows or movies can like totally drop an actor and just replace them with a different actor. Did you guys remember this, that they had like a totally different, I think family, but they tried to, I thought they tried to play it off. Does this sound right to you guys? But they had like the same, they had two daughters at least, and then they were just totally different actresses. No, I don't know if that was like just from the pilot or the whole first season, but I do remember them switching some, some of the family that he was with. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. A lot of other shows did that. At some point in time, at least like one actress or actor that wanted to get out or maybe they had problems with. I never really know the reason. They just suddenly like, oh, I have a different mom now. I'm like, that's really weird. But they just don't ever address it. They just switch it around. Yep. Yeah. And as a kid, it's like extra weird for sure. Probably the best example of that. You're right, man. But the, probably the best example of that was uh, in the 90s when, on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when they replaced Aunt Viv. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 There was one of them where they had an act, a daughter and they just like, she didn't get a lot of screen time. She asked for more money and they just dropped her and yeah. like re- wrote her out of the, uh, out of it forever. It's that's from right. family matters. There was another, yes. daughter. it was, uh, she was like in the first season or something. And then she was just gone. No explanation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a daughter? race from existence. Yeah. yeah. It was like, judy or something it was like a littler yeah, girl and i can't yeah. remember what the name was oh was, she a, was it younger, the younger daughter yeah yeah not laura the younger one right judy right yeah something like yeah. that didn't they often in like as shows got older they would just like bring in an extra kid at the end like yes i, I remember that for a few different shows uh it was a cosby show they brought in some little kid or they brought in some I think a few few others, but I know there's quite a few that were like, wait, who's this who's this little girl? And it's just <laughs> yeah. like they needed to have someone young because they were, everybody was getting older and yeah. uh, or something. I don't know. For the cute it's, effect uh, or whatever. Yeah. Right. And, well, speaking of that, Dave, um, on Full House, John Stamos hated the Dolson twins. And he oh, had them really? removed. Yeah, he had them <laughs> removed. And they replaced them with two others, and he hated them even more, so he brought back the Dolson twins. <laughs> all right so then we made a category you know we were kids in the 80s and you know our parents were watching tv and there were some that we would try to watch too i mean they weren't necessarily like terrible they might have been maybe worse than we realized over our heads or whatever but there were some shows that uh, were definitely a fun time you know we mentioned one and made it to the finale in the songs but cheers was one of those ones that was pretty funny um, I, I'm sure there were things that were over our head, but the uh, song was great. It was, a, it was a pretty good show. Ben, any standouts for you? I, I thought this was in the '90s, but uh, Seinfeld was one of those that that was like huge. It was huge. I guess when I was in early college, but maybe I don't know how long it had been going. You know, I guess I didn't catch it when we were at home. But that was definitely one that was just one joke after another. Like they just really well written i thought i don't know at least for me at least it seemed like it was a better quality of jokes i guess that i uh, than i was used to with the standards sitcom 
Yeah. I think it started in 88 or 89, like late eighties. So oh, it squeaked okay. in there. We thought we'd bring it up. I remember, I remember dad didn't like it. Did you remember that Ben? Or did you know that? I didn't know. Not yeah. a fan. <laughs> I think we mostly watched in the evenings whatever Dad wanted. So, yeah, <laughs> so that's I, why we didn't see it much. Yeah, he didn't. So like yeah, it. I didn't. I was not even aware it existed until college. I think. I think the little stand-up part in the beginning like never made Dad laugh, and so he was like, "Yeah, he would change the channel to something else." And you know, I found out later that yeah, it's pretty funny. Seinfeld's great. I mean, it's a different kind of a, humor, so I can understand yeah. how some people it just doesn't really doesn't click with them. Well, and if you go back and watch it, the first couple seasons, it was such a new kind of thing that the first couple seasons aren't as good. I think it really started catching catching its stride, maybe season three or four. So that would have been in the 90s. That's when I remember starting watching it, too, is like yeah. high school. So mid 90s. And that's when everybody was watching it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, John? So I remember watching quite a few of these shows with my parents in my house. We were a Simpsons family. We were a Roseanne family. We watched that together. But the couple that really stick out to me that I remember them watching and loving that I actually liked was Coach. Yeah. I thought Coach was really funny, man. Night Court was another one with John Larroquette. I also liked Head of the Class. That was a one that I found funny. But mainly on that list right there, you know, Cheers, Coach, and Night Court were the three that I know my parents really watched a lot. I watched with them, and I actually enjoyed those three. Nice. Yeah, we were a Simpsons family, too, especially those early seasons. They're so, so funny, even though that was kind of a risque cartoon back in the day, for sure, it seemed. And those seasons are nothing compared to what's out, you know, nowadays, or at least some of that terrible stuff. But yeah, and Roseanne was another one of those. And, you know, I thought about there's a lot of these shows that didn't have lyrics in their theme songs that were pretty catchy. I remember Mm -hmm. Roseanne was like, wah, 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 wah. (laughs) (laughs) anyways uh so good times andrew did you have anything on that one yeah all these i think i watched you know when i was older later not when i was you know in the 80s but watched them after getting to mash you know i never watched mash when i was younger just never got into it same with seinfeld even too yeah same seinfeld yeah nice all right now we have the ones that you could sit down together as a family and watch they were good for all the ages and, you know, some some of you guys kind of like the other categories might disagree or might think we missed something. But uh, just let us know with your five star review. One of my favorites from this list was definitely America's Funniest Home Videos. Also a great theme song, by the way. I bet yep. Justin knows for sure. But we, we won't make him do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, man, kind of like Justin was saying about Charles in Charge, about the writing and, and things. <laughs> America's Funniest Home Videos, man, the jokes were always such groaners for me i thought they were so bad and i'm sure bob saget just hated hated doing it but the videos were hilarious they were so good and i was it was kind of like uh you guys were saying with double dare it was like something oh man i want to get one of our home videos on there that would be so cool but uh, what about you guys yeah i think the one that sticks out to me here that is so weird that it was a hit show is alf it's like i can't imagine that flying in today's world where it's like he's an alien but it's just clearly this stuffed animal puppet that's there and it's like he's like rodney dangerfield comedian uh, for this family that for some reason they don't want to turn him in even though he's terrible and he threatens to eat their cat all the time and uh, it was such an outrageous 
idea for a show, but I I thought that show was so good, even though I don't remember watching a lot of it. Like it was a wrong time or something and we missed it a lot, but I was always bummed that I didn't see Alf. Um, <laughs> and I, I tried to show that to my kids uh, later on, thinking like that they might think this was funny or something. And, and they were just really confused. They were, <laughs> didn't, didn't get it. So I still think it's great. It's a great kind of time capsule of of what the 80s TV could be that I just don't think would would work today as a mainstream TV show. But uh, but I really like that one. Nice. Apparently, the people at NBC agreed with you because they were going to reboot it in 2018, but they canceled <laughs> that. So. <laughs> You know, America's Place videos, I agree. That, that was one that we looked forward to watching together because that was always on, like, Sunday night, right? And and then at the end, like, between me and my sister, we would always, like, see who was right on which video would win, which one was the best one. Yes. Well, they do it at the end. And But on this list, I got two that I just really loved. And I loved Growing Pains, man. And the other one uh, was Doogie Howser. I love Doogie Howser, man. Yeah, yeah. Journal on his computer or whatever, but yeah, man, I like those two. Those are probably my two favorite on that list. What about you, Ben? What do you like on that list? Oh, I don't know. I mean, everything. I like. I really liked all those kind of shows. Um, it's funny. America's Funny Home Videos. I had like a love hate relationship with it because, yes, there were some clips that were really hilarious, but there were like so many just like I don't know, like kid hits a baseball bat into his dad's crotch or something or you know (laughs) slipping on a you know wedding dress and falling and stuff just like it was like the same kinds of things over and over and over but they also had some pretty hilarious ones sprinkled in so like i said i i I liked it but i kind of didn't like it too (laughs) i think another one that stood out to me and a lot of ones I liked were ones that started actually in the 70s and went into the 80s. Like, I mean, I think like uh, The Muppet Show, for instance. Uh, I think that started in the 70s. But uh, I remember watching it in the 80s and it was it was just fun, you know. Uh, and it felt like it, that was like the last of like the variety shows. They, they stopped doing them after that, you know. We were big Muppet fans in our family. My parents. Nice. Love love the Muppets and can't go wrong with them. Oh, and Happy Days, for instance. I thought that was like a super old show, and apparently it was it was out in the eighties. You know, it wasn't like some old super old reruns, but uh, that was another one that was to me like just feel good, positive thing watching with my family. Yeah. So I gotta say real quick, if you're gonna ask me when I was a kid what my favorite like TV show was, it would at least be a strong contender was the Cosby Show. So I got to bring it up. You know, it's a shame what's happened with Bill Cosby, but the show itself, it was great, man. It was funny. It had good morals. It showed, you know, diversity. All, all the good things about it was something that I love. And then some funny characters, that, like uh, Ben, you mentioned, you know, they added, you know, a little kid to the show. Raven, she ended up doing her own show, you know, and is still doing stuff, I think, today. Do you guys remember Peter? The little chunky kid that was on Cosby Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that character, man. I read in IMDb that he was always would get stage fright and forget his lines. And so that's why they made him start doing the like just silent and then like run off stage. Um, and that was always a great, great bit. And yeah, there's just some classic episodes and things that were pretty funny. 
about that show. And then the spinoff, you know, A Different World was, was also a great one with a great yeah. theme song, like we like we heard. You know, what you were saying that about, Dave, about the Cosby show really re- reminded me, wasn't there some other, I don't know if it came out in the 80s or 90s, but didn't Cosby also have another show where he, like, say, kids say the darndest things or something like that? He, he had a knack yeah. for interacting with little kids and bringing out the money out of them. It was really actually a, a talent of his, I think. I agree. So many episodes, it seems like early on in that show. And I agree. It's it's a real shame that we can't just love this show and talk about it without mentioning other stuff. But um, so many of those great episodes was just like Bill Cosby or, or Heathcliff Huxtable talking with Rudy and her friends. And they would just be there, Peter or, or Bud. They had the other yep. kid, kid Bud. Bud. And he would like <laughs> give him horse rides on his knees. And they, they, it was hysterical. Yep. It was it was totally my favorite show in the eighties. Yeah. Loved all of it. So good. Do you remember that episode when he takes the kids to go see a magician by chance? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was great. I don't know why I even brought that up. Cause it's like, I don't have much else to say. About it, <laughs> I just remember that was a great episode. You just did the Chris anyways, Farley, the Chris Farley interview. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you remember that? That was great. That was yeah. awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> I like I thought I had more like in my brain about it and then I was like no I don't we're good so <laughs> that's hilarious that was awesome all right idiot trivia question does anybody know who Denise Huxtable was married to Jason Momoa right Jason Momoa that is correct yeah. nice I didn't realize that yeah I read that uh, the part of Sandra you know the oldest one Somebody that was in the running for that or being considered for that was Whitney Houston. Oh, she wow. decided to go. Yeah, but she decided to follow her music career, which was probably wise. <laughs> probably for right. her skills and everything. Although Sandra was like my least favorite. She just kind of was a little weird. Um, <laughs> and it turns out that they were like, they didn't really want to go with the, the actress that did it because she was actually only 10 years younger than Felicia Rashad, the, the mother or whatever. Cosby show so mm-hmm. kind of weird she seemed older didn't she seem seemed too old and a little bit weird. her husband yeah. what was her husband's name Elvin or something Elvin was great like that that <laughs> dynamic between Elvin and, and Cliff yeah. was so how much he hated him and stuff yeah I love that yeah also Adam Sandler made an appearance on the Cosby show yes no way it's Mitty. Yep. he was one of Theo's friends yep nice man so good Theo's like poorly sewn shirt or whatever that that episode. Okay, I keep bringing up ones that was awesome. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> Andrew, what were some of your favorites from this list? Yeah, Family Ties, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Yes. Love that one, especially after Back to the Future, right? Yeah. The Growing Pains, classic as well. And then yeah. We'd watch Tony Dan's a lot as well. Oh yeah, who's a boss for sure? Yeah. Remember this one episode with uh, what's his name? Leonardo DiCaprio was in Growing Pains. Right. Yeah. That's how you got to start. Yep. I remember Mike is being a substitute teacher and he's in this class and he's like, hey, you know, he's trying to see science or something. I don't know. Going back to the teacher episodes and t- teacher stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been subconsciously my whole life, I guess, watching TV as a kid. Who knew? You know, my mom <laughs> thought my mom thought I watched too much TV, you know, whatever. Positive influence. Yeah. Yeah. I have to tell her TV influenced me to, you know, my, my profession, my calling. But um, maybe you'll teach the next Leonardo DiCaprio or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I hope I get some kickbacks. I'm still waiting on that. I've been teaching a while. Nothing (laughs) yet. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, he's teaching like physics and like, yeah, a feather and a brick will fall at the same speed. Though, yep. Of course, it doesn't work because, you know, the air pressure or whatever. And so all the kids are just throwing all the stuff out the window. And but then Mike has this like, you know, one on one moment with Leonardo where it works with the air pressure being the same. And and uh, but all the kids are just throwing everything out the window. And yeah, I remember that. Tossing, tossing the desk. and. <laughs> oh, man. But that episode that's pops hilarious. up and that's you know before leonardo got that kind of i think sprung board his career yeah on there yep i'm pretty sure that's where he got his start cool so from the drama action category absolute favorite i think for me two of them were uh, macgyver and 21 jump street i mean macgyver could always figure his way out i mean i don't know if i remember any of the tips now but there were things that i'm like i'm gonna remember that like life-saving tip one that sticks in my brain was like he was in an avalanche and he he did something to like show how something was going to fall. I can't remember if he spit or he did something. So it's like because you get so turned around, I guess, in an avalanche, you don't know which way is up to, to dig. And that was like something that stuck in my brain. Um, and then 21 Jump Street was a fun time with uh, Johnny Depp and those guys and going undercover. And anyways, it was fun. What about you, John? I think you're correct. I think spitting is the avalanche thing. So not much to talk about, you know, yeah, MacGyver was great. And I love Knight Rider. Knight Rider was great. And then I'm just going to jump on that train with you, Dave. I think I loved 21 Jump Street. Johnny Depp, Mm -hmm. Dustin Hoffman, not Hoffman, Huffman, Holly Robinson. I loved it. I thought it was great. Knight Rider, those that don't know, uh, the voice of Knight Rider also happened to be Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. Nice. And then one that I enjoyed as a kid, I don't really remember much of it, except for the most action-y part of it was Airwolf with the uh, that like fighter helicopter just going everywhere. So, you know, love me some Airwolf back in the day, too. I always yeah. wanted to have a, a leather jacket like, you know, the Airwolf guy and, and right. uh, Michael Knight, you know. Yeah. Ben, what about you? You know, one that stands out to me, I mean, I don't remember that much from it, honestly, because it, it was an older one, was Incredible Hulk. But for me, that was like the first show that was more like serious, more like sad almost, you know, that I actually was felt invested in. I wanted to see him finally succeed at the end or something like that. You know, I wanted him to find a cure, you know, and the music. I just love that music. It got stuck in my head. And it was one of those shows that made me feel like I could really enjoy it, like a show that was probably geared more towards adults, <laughs> even though like it was a superhero show, probably wasn't ge- geared towards adults. But, you know, when I was five or however old I was, it, I was like, wow, I can like older people's shows, you know, uh, A-Team was kind of like that, too. It was probably a very silly show. <laughs> but at the time when I was little, I thought I was like, like, wow, I get to watch all this like grown up action and stuff. <laughs> so mature. <laughs> it's awesome for fun i asked an ai to do a 80s theme song bracket and the winner of that was night rider um Ooh. it it actually had a handful of theme songs without lyrics um, night rider versus the 18 miami vice versus the golden girls anyways came down to night rider versus the cosby show actually and night rider won so it has a synth pop song with a catchy melody and upbeat tempo. It perfectly captures the spirit of the 80s and is still a popular song today. I had the Knight Rider theme as my ringtone for a little while there. back in the I totally have that on mine too. That's I awesome. Have, yeah, I got that on one of mine as well. 
know, that's with all these 80s shows, you know, they how many remakes have they been doing from all these shows back in the they've done a lot. They tried to do a Knight Rider one, that didn't work out too well. Sure you know, did it. it did not last long at all. You are correct. No. Then they've run redone, you know, Quantum Lee, Magnum PI, you know, made the AT yeah. movie. Yeah, that's right. MacGyver they did. Had to watch it just because it's MacGyver, the remake. Right. It's like, oh, it's not, you know, not nearly the same here. But I mean, did he have a mullet? I mean, it's pretty No, key. not not the same, man. No. Not the same, yeah. <laughs> and then he was like a younger guy. So it's like, well, how does he get all this experience when being so young? Whatever, you know, it's kind of. Was a younger guy because I saw a few episodes yeah. I was watching and uh, he's like a college kid, right? Yeah, he seemed way too young. A team is probably my favorite, favorite. You know, I had surgery a couple weeks ago and we were binge watching the A team, you know, seasons. And in a lot of ways, MacGyver and A team are really, really similar here, right? A team would find all this stuff and make tanks out of farm equipment in a barn. <laughs> you know, funny. MacGyver and A team were really, really pretty close. A team, you know, this always stands out to me is, you know, they're just shooting everybody. Then cars are, you know, they like to, in A team, they like to roll their cars, flip their cars up and roll them and crash them. Then everyone gets out of the cars and they walk away in handcuffs, you know, and they're shooting everybody. <laughs> and, you know, compared to the TV today where, you know, you see, you know, somebody's got spilling out of their stomach and whatever. It's like, it's yeah. like things, have, things have changed a whole lot. But yeah, A team, yeah. they flip their car 15 times, like 10 different angles. And like, and then, <laughs> wait, no, yeah, in handcuffs, like you said. <laughs> like no injury, they're good. Shirts a little dirty, untucked, but you know that's they're, right. That's right. They don't even take them to the ambulance. They just you know walk them to the police car, throw them in there. <laughs> in the hospital all together. <laughs> Real man back reading, then. Just reading right. something though that it didn't last as long, just because Mr. T and George Pepper, who were Hannibal Smith and Bay Baracus, right? That they didn't get along well, like off script, like on set, they weren't kind of butted heads a little bit, so they didn't really. Get along, and that's why I didn't last longer, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. It was weird. I didn't, because you don't notice any, you know, they had pretty good chemistry on screen, you know, the show, but right. yeah, who would have thought that, right? Watching the show, who would have thought that? Yeah, movie? like, <laughs> and the van was, you know, iconic. Yeah, <laughs> those were like my first Hot Wheels, were from I... 18. Yeah, I remember yeah. The little, little metal doors that would open and, and shut down. Yep, yep. Yep, that and I think Dukes of Hazard has some Dukes of Hazard Hot Wheels. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a this is a banger of a category. So many good shows here. Knight Rider was like such a cool thing for me as a young kid that he just talks to his car and Kit can get him out of anything. You know, whether it's like oh we're going up a steep incline, get us some more traction, Kit, and then like spikes jump out of the tire and he just climbs <laughs> up the hill or he's like chasing someone and they're like on a cb radio or something and and michael knight's like kit jam their communications and he's like i'm on it michael and he just does it and <laughs> no questions asked this technology just exists <laughs> and uh i didn't ever think twice that of course that you could have this smart car that could do everything so loved that plus it it introduced the world to david hasselhoff which right. i think we're we're all grateful for that to this day um <laughs> i love all those other ones you guys are mentioning a team is great caught mr t at like the peak of his popularity ba do you guys remember what ba mm-hmm. stood for on his bad, name was B- ba barack is bad attitude yeah 
I loved, nice. I loved that show. These mercenaries out there, and they all kind of dirty dozen type. Everybody had their own little skills that they brought to it that they could always get out of. So these are all great shows to watch and, and go back and, and watch. Even I think I'd still like them. Murder She Wrote. My parents would watch. <laughs> That's why I they, had it on too. That was my they, mom's favorite show. They'd watch it, you know, Sunday nights, right? And so we'd yeah. try to sneak out of bed. And be like, oh, I don't feel well. You know, sneak downstairs and when they're watching it, just so we could, you know, watch a little more TV. You know, yeah, kind of like. So it was funny, but yeah, they good old Angela Lansbury. Yep. Yeah, I was going back yep. and listening to like intros, and I saw the intro to Murder She Wrote, and I saw Angela Lansbury on a bike, and it just kind of weirded me out, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like she was still too old even back then to be doing that. I'm like, I don't know. Just I never really watched it either. That's funny. It's uh, just weird, though. You know, the small little Cabot Cove town, how many murders? And, you know, it's like, <laughs> got to have a pretty yeah. high murder rate up there, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> You're right. You think, like, all those murders, you'd actually kind of want to move away from there. <laughs> point, sir. Going along with, like, the cops, Mercos, and Juanas, there was a show called Top Cops, my brother and I would watch. And we'd watch it, like, it was on Thursday nights. And we'd watch it. My parents would go out or somewhere and, I just remember being a little, you know, in, in the street I lived on back then. It wasn't a busy street by any means, but there'd a car drive by and you get all little, little shook, little scared. You know what's yeah, going yeah. on? Watching all these, you know, criminal shows. You know, America's Wanted, right. Top Cops, and that's why I hated watching America's Most Wanted. And my dad, loved, oh, yeah. my dad loves like cops and all that kind of show. Those shows, and when you're sitting there watching them, and but you're like at the house or whatever, like growing up, you're like. You know, oh, like yeah. every car coming down the street is like, oh my gosh, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> but watching America's Most Wanted, that one freaked me out for that same reason, too. Oh, yeah. Justin just got done saying this was a banger uh, category, the drama action. So let's move over to uh, PBS Educational, following that. <laughs> <laughs> we had to give them a little bit of love. You know, when I looked up the list of like 80s TV shows, like a ranker list, um, there were so many, like John said, and in there sprinkled were like a few of the PBS shows. And I was like, oh yeah, PBS, man. We watched a bunch of these. For me, I think the number one was Reading Rainbow. Yep. Great song. You know, the books and the kids that would like got to share their thoughts on a book was pretty cool. Like I wanted to do that. LeVar Burton was great as a host. I agree with you, Dave. I think Reading Rainbow was probably the best on that list. I loved it. Justin, what about you, man? Yeah, uh, I do remember three, two, one contact, and there was a good yeah. little intro on that. Um, yep. I don't know if it was a show within a show, but sometimes there was a show called the Bloodhound Gang. Do you guys remember that? That it would be like part of. I think it was inside of three, two, one contact, where it was kids that are like solving a, a mystery that I, I thought was really cool. Oh, I yeah. think I remember that. Yeah, I don't think it was its own show. I think it was just like a, like I said, a show within a show. But those were all great. Lots of good times on PBS back then. What about you, Ben? I mean, Sesame Street was just like so classic. And it seemed yeah. like every famous person wanted to be on a single episode or two, you know? Like it was amazing how they got all these famous actors to come in and talk with kids and get bopped on the head by them or something like that. You know, just <laughs> yeah. some some Muppet would try to strangle them or, you know, just just i don't know it's just uh very creative it's such a long-running show it's like yeah 
it's amazing how it like raised a generation or two, you know, <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely a big one for me. Yeah. I mean, Sesame street, you know, the sports people guest stars on there, you know, I was, you know, like it thinking big birds, a real thing, you know, real something real. You're like, Oh, so you go to like Sesame place, right. That was there in Pennsylvania. Wasn't it just yep. across the border. And you're like, Oh, want to meet big bird. And you see this, you know, you don't see it. You're like, well, let's go on TV, you know, kind of thing. Mr. Rogers, of course, he's just so like calming and soothing. And like, you just had to feel peaceful after watching that show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Bob Ross was like that too. You know, like you talk about his paintings and it was so chill yeah. and it, you know, the joke, right. I think everyone says this is like, he'll, he'll have this beautiful painting and then he'll do this fat streak down the middle or something. And you're like, what are you doing? And he makes it a beautiful tree or, you know, does something in the foreground that's awesome. And you're like, oh, okay, you got this. They have a huge cult following that's like come back now too. Like they're still huge fans of Bob Ross and stuff. So that's another big one for sure. I think there was a movie they just made about Bob Ross. Like they did a documentary kind of thing with Owen Wilson being Bob Ross. Yeah. yeah. Did they do it? at the, Or is it coming out still? I can't remember. I think it's out. Okay. Nice. Mm. I'm curious. I watched the documentary on Netflix. So it was pretty sad, <laughs> but it was interesting. Wasn't he also the one that said happy little accidents? Like when he messed up. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's a yeah. happy little accident. And he had a little like pet squirrel that would like hang out in his painting apron or whatever and stuff. It was, it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good... Andrew, anything from this list? Reading rainbow. Watch that like all summer. Yeah. It's great. With another catchy jingle. Yeah. Yeah. And all of those too, right? Yeah. Three, two, one contact, probably underrated. I mean, it didn't last as long as some of these other shows are still going reruns, but we, we, we like that show a lot too. Right. Had yeah. that really cool beginning too, you know, with the, you know, the water spreading out and ripples and all the different stuff in the beginning. But yeah. yeah. And the theme song was catchy too, man. Yeah. All right. You guys this is one of my favorite episodes so far, man. It was a lot of fun. We definitely want to thank our extra special. I don't want to say extra special because Ben's our, always our extra <laughs> special guest expert on the show. But our, I'm just going to say special special because we don't have them on very often. Thank you, Andrew, for being on the show. Thanks for your insights. They were very interesting and fun. And thank you, Justin. Your singing skills were amazing. I seriously want a, a CD after this that I can, you know, fall asleep to at night. That sounds really creepy. I'll probably cut that out. But uh <laughs> You know, <laughs> you did an awesome job, man. The, the songs were great. That was a fun game for sure. And of course, my my bro John, uh, great time. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this with me every time. And hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Please remember to rate, subscribe, share with your friends. Let us know any feedback and hit us up if you want us to talk about something. You can send us an email at fdhpod at gmail dot com. And remember, stay fat, dumb, and happy. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.